you for tuning in to the Real Estate Matters Most podcast. On this show, we'll provide information on real estate, including a list of do's and don'ts and any relatable real estate topics, and also any questions that the viewers may have. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. All right, what's going on, guys? Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. My name is Jermaine Robertson, and this is Real Estate Matters. Uh, this is season number one, and I uh, hope everybody is having a wonderful day. Something that's been on my mind a lot lately, and I wanted to go over it and just kind of touch base with with what it means to um, let me let me say it the best way that I know how. And I'm gonna quote a part of a Nipsey Hussle song where he says. He says, I was lost because there was no blueprint left for me to be found. And what that pretty much means is when you don't have a, how can I put it? When you, when you don't have the right foundation underneath you, it's kind of hard to find your way around through um, life. But even more so, life life is going to be a teacher of many different things. Um, I don't think there's too many people that's been able to get through life without being taught some very uh, valuable lessons. And just when you think that you have dodged a bullet, um, something will come at you. Sickness, uh, life, a child, um, uh, you know, somebody not uh, necessarily uh, playing by the rules. Uh police issues, you know, a lot of different things that are going to come at you. But I think the one thing I want to talk about right now, real estate matters is when there's no blueprint financially to follow. Now, when I grew up, I grew up in, uh, we grew up in, and we went through housing projects. We went through weeklies. Um, sometimes I've probably seen more roaches and rats in some of the places we lived at than I did in some of the supermax facility units that I've ever been in. Um, we've lived, uh, the majority of my life was spent lived in apartments, doing a lot of rent. Uh, I remember as a child having, uh, when our lights would go out, we would have to use kerosene lamps. Now, if you've never used a kerosene lamp to keep your house lit, uh, let me tell you something. That stuff stays in your clothes for a very long time, and the smell of it alone is uh, it's it's a uh, it's very unique uh, to say the least. So, um, I think it's safe to say. I mean, we've had food boxes, we've had food packages. Uh, you know, we've grew up in situations where they're just, you know, the lights weren't on. Uh, we've been evicted. We've lived in homes where the landlord was, uh, he was subleasing it out to us, even though it was a foreclosed property. I mean, you name it, we've probably endured up under it. We've come home and seen our place completely empty. Um, you name it, we've pretty much seen it. So when there's no financial blueprint in place, um, that 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 kind of adds to what life will already do to you. As I said, life will already throw some different things at you. But let's talk about the blueprint of finances. And again, I, I don't have it all figured out. In my lifetime, in my working lifetime, in my lifetime of working, I, I've never received a paycheck. I've always hustled. So I am the definition of somebody who has hustled literally all my life. Uh, from the age of probably about 13 going all the way up until now, which is 40, um, I've always had to scramble to get my money. 
And now I'm able to do it in a legal way with real estate or real estate investments or uh, uh, online investments or, or just different ways that are legal uh, for me to be able to provide for my family. But let's just try and talk about how it is to even make a lot of money and not necessarily have the right knowledge um, or the right skills to be able to put that money to good use. I would say between me and my wife over our lifetime, we would say, I think we've even sat down and talked about it. We probably would have seen and maybe somewhere around a half a million dollars come through our hands. And the sad thing about a half a million dollars is it's not really a lot, but a half a million dollars in cash is nothing. But a half a million dollars over the span of 20 years compound at around 8%, which is that, which is this the sliding average. 8% compound over 20 years of half a million dollars ends up being around somewhere two or three million. And that's that that becomes a very big hurdle. It becomes a very big mental roadblock. And there's a lot of people in similar positions where they don't have the proper guidance or training, even when they are making money. And that's going to hurt you. And, and most of the times it's because we're living in the here and the now. Um, I'd, I'd caution you to be very weary of people who say tomorrow's not promised. Um, live for today because uh, tomorrow's not promised. I'd be very leery of those individuals because what they're telling you in essence is it's okay to be reckless because I have no hopes for my future. And then those are the same people that live to be 70, 80, and then they are a burden to their children because they never financially put themselves in a position to go ahead and leverage themselves. So some of the things that we did not learn as children, and I can speak for me and my wife, uh, one, of the, one of the great things, one of the great dynamics about our relationship is my wife grew up without a father in the house. And I grew up without a woman in the house, a mother in the house. So when you take those two different dynamics, guess what you have? You have two individuals who are trying to learn how to connect with each other with absolutely no reference point. Now, I think that's ironic because when you take two individuals who know how to make money and they have no connection on what to do with the money, there's no blueprint. So you kind of see where, where I'm going with this. The blueprint to lay the foundation is very important, and it doesn't really matter how old you are before you start to figure it out. The only thing that really matters is that you actually start to figure it out, and I think it's just a testament to, to God and his power and his abilities when ultimately at the end of the day, he lets you wake up the next day and he gives you another opportunity to make the same type of living or same type of income again. And now you can, if you, if, you, if you sit back and you reflect for a minute and you think about all the opportunities that you've actually lost, then put yourself back in the position to say, what would I do if I had that opportunity again? The second type of person I'd be very leery of is the person who wants it fast. The person who wants, uh, <laughs> under some, certain circumstances, I guess, uh, um, I guess like some type of weight loss surgery is imperative. Um, but what have you really learned that's going to allow you to keep that weight off? Or what about the person who's constantly buying scratchers, wanting to win the lottery, talking about, I hope it's me. 
Well, you can put a million dollars inside of that same person's hands and it will find its way back into the hands of the person who is disciplined because the person who's disciplined will know how to go back out there and get that money from them and they'll know how to give it back up and they'll find themselves wishing again. So me and my wife, we actually got really tired of wishing to be in a financial position or just being happy when we would have this insurgence of, of capital or cash influx into our bank account because it was so empty because we knew we would just have to go and chase that. We would have to go chase that rainbow once we got once we ran low on it again. And that's going to happen when you don't have a financial when you don't have any financial platform. So I'm going to just touch on like two or three different topics. I don't have anything scripted. This is really kind of off the cuff. And the first one's going to be in your real estate property. You want to make sure that when you buy your home, you're buying it for the right reasons. You're making the best possible decisions. Now, something that I just really learned as of recently is there's not a whole lot of top value in single family homes. There, there, there isn't. Is there a gain? Yes. After your initial expenses with living in the home, upkeep of the home, taxes, interest, um, um, let's talk about HOA, these different fees that you don't recoup at the sale of your home. But there's going to be more of a financial gain if you were to look at a multifamily, right? What's to say you couldn't get a fourplex or a duplex? Rent the other units out. You live in one. Have the other people paying off the mortgage on it. And then you start putting yourself in a position. And guess what? You're able to build something better for your family. Right now, we're thinking about how we can establish the best possible lifestyle for our kids. Not take care of our kids, but establish the best way of showing them that this is the way that you actually achieve the American dream versus the guy who is probably flat broke, destitute, but he drives the nicest car that you've ever seen. Because anybody who maybe, let's say you spend one fourth of your income on a vehicle, but at the rate that the vehicle is depreciating, how can you afford to make money when you're buying depreciating property? So you kind of see what I'm saying. The American dream has never been predicated on what kind of car you've driven, but how you make financial decisions. And I understand, as I said, I grew up in certain atmospheres and environments where finances weren't spoke about. And if they were, it was always, I don't have enough of them. And that used to be the common thing. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I think some, some of the times they spoke it so much, they spoke it into fruition and it ended up being a part of the way we lived. And unfortunately, um, the people around me, like my parents, they were in a position to make better decisions. But again, somewhere along the line, they were failed. So we're trying to really break that trend inside of our home by making sure that we make the right decisions. And sometimes even making the wrong decisions makes a bigger impact than always being correct. Because now you get to let them see, you get to let your children see where the error was at. Because if they can see the error, then they can know where to make the correction at. They can know that they can go down this road or they can go this road. But op at the end of the day, the obstacle in the way becomes the way. And that's an old Marcus Aurelius uh, uh, kind of quote right there. So, so when you get ready to think about buying real estate, you know, the, the old adage used to be 
buy the shabbiest home in the best looking neighborhood. Well, if you can make that happen, definitely go after it. Sky's the limit. But multifamily homes is going to be exactly where you're going to be able to build that wealth. And if you can, and if you can, um, how can I say it? If you can, uh, if you can um, avoid having to keep up with the Joneses or having to keep up with somebody else. Because sometimes I'm in the I'm in the car with my wife, and and you, you know we're not you know we've driven better cars. We're not driving these. We're not driving anything flashy. But boy, I'm sure blessed and I'm happy that it's it's rolling. The AC works. Everything's good. It starts up. It gets us where we got to go. And sometimes I'll be driving around and I'll see another car and I'll look at it and be like, that's a nice car. But I bet that monthly payment hurts. I bet I bet it hurts. Because it's going to be rare that you're going to find somebody who is actually paid cash for the vehicle. It's going to be rare that you're going to find somebody who paid cash for the house. It's going to be rare that you found somebody who did a 15-year mortgage on their house. Meaning they're trying to compound the ability to pay it off faster. So now when we look at real estate, let's look in terms of exactly what you're going to do when you buy it and what's the reason that you're buying it for and try to make the best possible decision when it comes to that and always live within your means. Understand what your money looks like, understand what your budget looks like, and just kind of live within those premises. I am not a financial expert. I am somebody who is simply learning along the way and I'm sharing the same information that I'm getting so that you can know. Because when I say real estate matters, everything involving real estate really does matter. So now another couple of ways that we're actually able to lay a foundation and a blueprint is going to be into the stock market, IRAs, um, uh, 401s, different things like that, different ways that you're able to kind of build your wealth. What we're learning right now is that it's more important to make sure that you have money stacked away inside of your inside of your different uh income or inside of your different um, uh, portfolios that are actually building interest than it is to have cash on hand. Cash on hand is no good. Keep something in mind. The banks are in a rush to give the money away. There is absolutely no value in cash. Ever since the money, ever since Nixon took the the dollar off the gold standard, which I think was back in 77, ever since Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard, there was really no value to actual cash. So the real reason would be is why are you trying to accumulate a bunch of money that you can just put in your pocket or walk around with versus trying to figure out how you can build your future? And and like I'm telling you, like it's never too late to go ahead and jump on that and figure it out. Like I don't care how old you are. If you if you can still earn income, if you can still earn a living, then you can still start investing and stocking away for your future. And especially if you have kids, you have to make sure that you're starting to instill that generational wealth and getting them to see that the long game is to make sure, like the Bible says, a wise man leaves his children's children an inheritance. So you can't leave. Uh, behind a funeral bill. You can't leave behind a depreciated car. You can't leave behind a house that you still owe a note on because what's to say that they can even keep up with that monthly payment on it? So you want to make sure that you're more liquid, that you have things put away in different different uh, avenues or, advent- or, or ventures so that you can leave them something that they can actually use and build on. But more so than just leaving something behind, 
What about what you taught while you were here? So the blueprint is something that has to be kind of laid down as a foundation from start to finish, which means from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, you are teaching and encouraging through your action constantly about what you're doing. And I can talk about if you're single, if you don't have kids, that's still fine. But I think everybody has a purpose and their purpose is one to, to, to help and to serve. And then two is to ultimately be fruitful because God doesn't want a bunch of people running around talking about, I love God, but I'm broke and I'm trying to figure this out. Because I, I don't remember, I don't remember reading about that anywhere. Solomon, even if when they calculate his wealth in today's terms, is the richest person ever in existence. So Abraham's Abraham's offsprings are still living off of uh, the inheritance that God promised to him back then. And that was a long, 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 long time ago. So just keep that in mind. You are never you are never meant to be here to be struggling. You're never meant here to be broke. And if you are struggling, it's only temporary that you're going to struggle. The struggle is only meant to, to build something deeper and stronger inside of you so that later on, you know how to handle the blessings that are coming your way. Because you put a million in a fool's hands, you just got a bigger fool. You ain't got a smart investor. You just got a bigger fool with more money to do more dumb things. I'm just saying. So now with that said, now let's look at the, let's look at probably my last point. My last point is ultimately um, plan for plan for the future. Plan for the next 10 years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Plan for it. Um, because I would much rather have enough fuel in the rocket ship to shoot me past Mars than to underestimate how much fuel I need to get there and come up just short. So even though we have this, uh, we have this analogy that the world may be coming to an end, you know, my word says that no man will know when the world's coming to an end. So you might want to make sure that you make proper plans and preparations going forward to make sure that you are making plans for what will be. And if you come up short, good, not a big deal. Then you'll be able to still leave your children's children inheritance that they'll be able to live off. So plan for the future, plan long, plan hard, and put your financial plan in place. Put your blueprint in place. I understand. I did not grow up with with all these different tools. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to surround myself with the right individuals who were able to talk to me. Uh, my mentor, he's always instilled in me that I need to make sure that upon my retirement, and it was just as simple as him saying that you need to have two to three million dollars. You need to have that two to three million dollars by the time you get ready to retire. You need to have that in savings. Um, or you need to have that, you need you, you need to have a portfolio of two to three million dollars. So I took that seriously. Um, he's a well-accomplished individual. He is very um, you know, he's very astute about how he handles his business. And uh the proof is in the pudding because he has built himself from a very long time. I've known him over 40 years. So that just gives you a little idea about exactly how far that goes. So uh, again, we definitely, uh, we definitely have a lot of work ahead of us, especially if you did not grow up with a blueprint. But it's very simple. All you have to do is just work on one. Find, figure out what you want to do and then model yourself after somebody who is already doing it, either somebody who's already there or somebody who is working their way towards it, somebody who is showing you consistency in what they're doing and just follow their role. It's very simple. You don't have to have one person. 
you can have an accumulation of five or six or seven or eight different people. I remember I read a story, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the story was about uh, Bill Gates, uh, and it may have been. And it basically said Bill Gates was a person that would use individuals, not necessarily use them, but he would put he would use people who had something or knowledges that he did not have. And he would he would gain that knowledge and he would keep moving from host to host to host, gaining the knowledge from these different individuals in order to compile the person that he needed to be that he knew was missing out of his life. And sometimes you have to do that through mentorship, through reading. You have to do that through uh, different, like now we got access to all this social media. There's like almost no reason why you have not decided that you're going to get involved other than the fact that you're, you know, you're just lazy or you're not motivated or you see no future in it. But let me tell you something, plan now or suffer the consequences of not planning later. So that's my bottom line on that. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. As usual, if there's anything that we can do for you or there's a topic that I may have touched on that you want me to expound on, send me a message. I'd be happy to talk to you about it in my limited resource. I don't I'm not I'm not high school college educated. I'm just I'm book smart. I'm read. Like I'm action oriented. I've done it. I've seen it. I've done it. Um, I put my hands on it. Like if there's something I've been interested in, I got involved with it like full fledged. Like I didn't back down from too much of anything. And I took the chances. I took the risk. Sometimes I won. Sometimes I lost. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, I went all in on whatever it is that I was doing. So, you know, if there's anything that I may have said, please let me know. Reach out. Tell me. My name is Jermaine Robertson. I'm with the Robertson team. This is Real Estate Matters. This is our first season, and uh, we're only getting better on this. So appreciate you for listening, tuning in, and uh, please leave me any comments. God bless. Take care. Peace.